You are now in queue to join Game from the Gamers, a podcast where good friends gaming on PS4 talk about life, movies, relationships, other random shit, and, well, obviously, video games. Starring Chad, Garcia, Trey, Xavier, Daryl, and Corey. Let us put you on game. Game from the Gamers is brought to you by Exquisite Podcast Radio Network. Shout out to Exquisite. Here, make sure everything's good. Let me get a sound check from both of you guys real quick. Mic check, 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 one, check, two. Check. Yep, I'm seeing audio. That's all I needed to know. All right. Cool. Boom. All right. So I'm going to do this intro real quick. Bear with me. Welcome to episode 21 of the Game from the Gamers podcast. This week, we got a very special episode. This will be the first time that we're actually doing a guest. And it's only right to kick it off with my homie, Jason. Um, I've known Jason for a very long time. This is a very good friend of mine. You got to excuse me. I'm very excited to do this um, just because I love incorporating my friends in the things that I do. Um, I'm also joined here with Xavier, and he's going to be riding with me in this interview. This is going to be this is going to be very technical, but it's going to be very, very good. So I want to introduce you guys. Corey, post-production Corey, put in the applause. Mr. Jason Freeman, how you doing, big homie? I'm doing well, man. Thank you for fucking having me on the show, man. Appreciate it. No doubt. No doubt. Always a pleasure speaking with you, man. It's been too long, so we can use this time to catch up and kick the shit, too. Um, what you of sipping course. on right now? What you sipping? I, I got some Canadian rye here that I'm I'm like, oh, we had a little chat before, you know, getting uh, everything set up. I'm almost through this, so I might have to, like, step out and grab another one. That's fine. <laughs> Anytime you need to step to get the drink, do it. Um, so, like I said, I'm here. <laughs> this dude. Yeah, man, it's five o'clock somewhere, right? <laughs> So this used to be yeah. your drinking buddy, I'm guessing. Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah. We would, we were known to toss a few, a few back. A few might not a. Uh, yeah, he might have taken me out a few times, and I didn't make it through the next day too well. But you oh know, man, shit happens. Shit happens. What was the bar we used to go to? Uh, with the with, did I take you to the mixed drink one? Yeah, it was that crazy one Dustin worked at. Uh, was it? it was like that pro- Prohibition? Yes, Prohibition. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, we we, <laughs> we probably shouldn't have made it home a few of them nights, but we did, man. We would start at Prohibition and just not drink the rest of the night until 2 a.m. Yeah, that dude was throwing, like, candied bacon in drinks and stuff. Oh, man. Xavier, have you ever that had dude. candied bacon? In a drink? No, I didn't even know there was a such thing called candy bacon. <laughs> yep, yep, there is. And apparently you can throw it in a whiskey-based drink. It's very delicious. You guys going to explain what candy bacon is, or are you just going to skip over that? I don't even know exactly what it is, you know? That's just what he called it, and uh-huh. I just rolled with it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, candied bacon in my drink. Sure, tastes good as hell. <laughs> it's very sweet. I think they cook it with sugar in the pan. Um, and that, yeah, they must do something. Yeah, you want to know what popped in my head when you said candy bacon, man? Uh, just thinking the rock saying, What's your candy bacon ass? <laughs> like, that just sound like something the rock would say. Like, that's what I'm thinking of. The rock actually invented candied bacon. <laughs> like, 
some <laughs> candied bacon ass. He just we'll walk out on the end of the ring just trying to eat some candied bacon, throwing it on his opponents. Man, it looks funny. I've never heard of that. <laughs> Yo, that's literally all that was in my head every time y'all said it. I'm like thinking of the rock, like it's funny. You nailed it. You nailed it. Oh man, with all the recent publicity that Tyrese been putting out there, I don't think we need to talk about the rock too much. I think he got enough publicity <laughs> going on. We didn't, we, and we not even gonna get into that. That's not what we came here for. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta send him that video, man. You got to of Tyrese crying. You gotta send Jason that video. Oh. Just you know, if you're having a bad day, Jason, and you just you want to laugh, put that video on. Oh it's man, gonna break well, you know, day up. You know he's hungry, so can oh, you blame him. Oh man, <laughs> my man, I had to. I had to. <laughs> I had to. Come, come on, yo. <laughs> Yo, let's get off this topic. All right. Uh, so, so uh, I guess we can start with the timeline of Jason and I met when we were working for Amazon doing audiobooks. That shit was whack. Um, he left before so I did. Whack. Yeah. No, no, it was whack. I don't want to get into too much detail. We'll just put it out there. And I think you'll agree that it was just whack. We worked the same job for like, I worked there yeah. for what? Four years almost. You worked there for two. Was it? Yeah, two? I think I hit like two and a half. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and people was bouncing left and right out of there. Um, so we got up out of there. He moved to for L.A. A year. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, dog. Um, almost a year, dude. That's nuts. I'm hyped though. I'm hyped I for think- you and what you're doing now. So, congrats for getting up out of yeah, there. Yeah, man. I just, I just got lucky with that. That was kind of wild, my journey out here. So t- tell us about your journey out west, man. You decided to go to L.A. Um, so 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 set this up for us. You you arrive in L.A., yeah. boom, what, what's going on? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, Amazon was just shit. So I decided one day, fuck it, I'm just packing up and moving to L.A. Never had been here before. I just had a buddy that I roomed with in college. I got a hold of him and I'm like, hey, if I move out there next summer, can I crash with you or can we get a place together? And he was all about it. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to L.A. Plan for a year, busted my ass at Brilliance, directing audiobooks and shit just to pack up some extra money. And I literally packed up my entire truck, moved across the country with about 5,500 bucks in my pocket. And I just came out here and just went to town. I applied and applied and didn't get anything like applying out here is basically like taking your resume and throwing it in a trash can. Damn. No joke. It's so hard to get jobs out here without knowing people. So when I realized the job front wasn't working, I started going to internships, which are all unpaid. And I stumbled on the company that I ended up working for for two years. And I still do some freelance for them as well. But I got in, had an interview. They liked me. I, they brought me in as an intern. And I just got super lucky. My first day on that job, a kid in the lowest audio position in their company put in his two weeks. And I was just, me being me, I walked right into the supervisor's office and was like, yo, I want that job. I didn't come here to be an intern and not get paid. I want to start making money and doing audio for you. I already have two years of recording experience. I can learn anything else. And they basically put me on like a month-long trial period since I was an intern Mm. and they're like, we'll see how you do this. And after a month, they brought me on, gave me kind of a shitty rate, which is pretty common. 
when you're starting out. And I was like, well, this isn't going to work. And so basically they just made me finish out my quote unquote internship at that crap rate until the end of the year. And then they brought me on as an employee and gave me a slightly better rate at the beginning of the new year. Damn. That's a hell of a journey, man. I remember talking to you during that journey and, and, and remembering how down and out you were just about, you know, going from such oh, a good yeah, job man. like Amazon and having benefits to being literally having a rug pulled out from you and then nobody respecting the resume or the work that you had put in with such a big company. I mean, you had Amazon on your resume yeah. and could not yeah, find Amazon. a job. That's crazy yeah, to it's me. Kind of, It's bizarre, man. It's it's just a strange world out here and you don't really realize especially in our industry it's all just who you know you got a bunch of audio dudes in your company obviously other audio dudes know other audio dudes so you're not going out and putting a resume and trying to like sift through the trash that is probably out there you know mm -hmm. you're like oh do you know somebody who could do this job oh yeah i got a buddy he's great and they just bring him in so there's no like jobs being posted it just keeps flowing through everybody and you realize this community i'm in now is so small so it's kind of crazy mm, mm. damn man especially in the in the live tv i also work at fox sports and like that's the live tv world is very very small a lot smaller than i ever imagined it would be yeah because it doesn't take 30 people to to live up some people for live tv and then monitor the audio so it's literally just like i can i can yeah, see that it's a couple like, guys yeah, we all get hooked up there as much as they possibly can. If there's no work, there's no work. And like we understand that too. So it's just uh, being a freelancer out here is you get your shitty weeks and shitty months and you got your good shitty week or good months and bad months. Damn. Damn. Well, that's a hell yeah, of a journey across bizarre. West, man. Um, so clearly now you're at Fox Sports, but I want to focus mm -hmm. on the internship slash job that you just spoke of which is yep. which was with bang zoom and can you yep. tell us a little bit about what bang zoom does so their main focus of their company that's how they were founded and like got their footing out here is japanese anime which i didn't even realize i was into I like kind of knew you and i talked a little bit about it and there was a few like attack on titan that i got into a little bit but I was never heavy into it. And then I started working this job and I realized, oh, you know, these are not so bad. Um, but yeah, that's their main focus. And then they do a lot of video game stuff too, specifically a ton of the, like the Japanese PlayStation stuff. They get a ton of those video games. Mm. Okay, okay. And so, so the anime and like video game world they're in kind of go hand in hand together almost. Got you. And so what was your role there? I started out as just the lowest on the totem pole where you're just basically handling sessions and making shit, sure shit is where it needs to be. This session, the edit session needs to be with this engineer in this studio. Mix session needs to be to our mixer at this time. And you're making sure they have all the elements they need. You'll take the record session, double check it all hand it off to the editors, get it back from the editors, make sure everything's there, give it to our printers, mixers, mm. depending on if you're doing an anime or video game. So that's really all I was doing. And then I would just QC everything. So we'd have our video game print masters and 
our anime print masters and it was a lot of just sitting there listening to line after line of video games and hours and hours of anime episodes you just have to sit there and crunch through them and like that's the only way of doing it because you can't send something off with if it has like a giant dropout in the middle of it you know so you have to just right. sit there and listen to the whole thing which is like watching anime on the job which is dope yeah um, yeah i watched a ton of anime dude a ton <clears throat> Yo, and and let's and let me clear up a few things here. When he's speaking of mixing, he's speaking from an audio standpoint. So mixing is going to be yep. the blending of levels of sounds, um, the voice in comparison to the sound design, sound design being sound effects, um, that kind of thing. And when he says QC, uh, most businesses. Uh, have a QC level to them, especially in the entertainment industries, it's just quality control. So that pretty much means after you say that yep. the product is good, someone has to watch it all the way through. Just like if you have a chocolate factory, someone has to stand at the end and actually taste the chocolate to make sure that it got made correctly yeah. that day. Um, that's what Jason is exactly. doing. He's he's tasting the chocolate at the end of the day, making sure that you know all the ingredients are there. And then if there needs to be any final changes or anything weird, you know, getting making sure that gets done. So I just wanted to clear that up. Mm -hmm. All that being said, Xavier, you being someone who's not on the te technical side of this, um, I'm, 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 I'm hoping you can keep me in check. What questions do you have for Jason knowing what he, he, he did from an anime and a video game standpoint? Um, I don't have any questions, per se, about what he actually did. I guess my question was going to be, I know animation in general takes a lot of time to make. So, I mean, how long were you guys' projects actually get to the finish line on, you know, creating, I don't know, let's say maybe one episode, per se? If you, would if think you could quantify be, that. Yeah, it's so hit or miss because we're all replacing every single line down to every little incidental character there is which is just like a character that has usually we call an incidental 10 lines or less so if somebody has 10 lines or less an episode they're an incidental character and there can be hundreds of those in there and then you also got to bring in sometimes a group of people to do like walla which is just the background chatter of a scene because we're dubbing it into english you can't have japanese background people talking so we have to redo all of that. We're basically recreating this entire episode other than the music and sound effects. And so we're just, we're crazy heavily reliant on actors being available and we can get them in the studio and crunch through their lines. So it's really, it's hard to quantify one episode because we don't really do one episode at a time. It just, you bring an actor in, if we got him for four hours, you just bust ass through however many episodes you can get, get through. And sometimes it goes super smooth and you can cruise through a lot. We try to shoot for like, what is it? I think it's like, they want us around 30 to 40 loops an hour at least, which is pushing Damn. it. Because I mean, you got, yeah, it's it's quick, but video games are more like 75 to 78. There's Video games are crazy, sometimes even higher, depending on the, how long the lines are. Damn. So they, yeah, they really push us through the sessions and try to get us to like move, move, move and not really sit on lines too long. But being in those sessions, we deal with a lot of shitty writing. And that's where the problems come up. Like 
we'll read this line and we can just read it and we'll preview the line in Japanese and we'll look at the mouth flaps and be like, this is no way this is going to fit. We have to rewrite this entire line. So you run into a lot of stuff like that too that slows sessions way down. So it's never just, yep, this is the line you're recording, go do it no matter what. We're watching it as the recording, making sure the lip sync is good. And if it's not, we got to adjust everything and like maybe adjust pacing or just take out words, add words. There's a lot that actually goes into it. And they honestly do put out a very, very good product in the end. It always turns out fantastic, man. It really does. Damn. Damn. Yeah, that sounds dope. I didn't even yeah. think about the mouth flaps, my dude. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, they really they really try to be on point with mouth flaps there and they're good at it. Like their uh main mixers and the main like her name's Mommy. She's like kind of the person who does almost all of the view downs at the end of a show. Like she's watching it and signing off to the mixer to be like, Okay, this can go to be the final print master that got then sent back to me to watch the entire thing down. And she's just like I remember sitting in a session with her one time and she was watching all of this and she was like, now I want, she's kind of training me and showing me what she does. And she's like, I want you to write down things that you see. And I wrote like maybe two things down through an entire episode. And she was like, she had like 20 things and time codes written down for every single one of them. I'm like, I don't know. It was in that one scene. I'm like, how do you do this? Damn. <laughs> it was so bizarre to me. I'm like, I don't understand, but she's so good at it. Picks up on like, oh, that mouth flap was like two frames too early or two frames too late. She's so good. So good at it. Damn. So there's only one person in house that does that, yeah. that job. Wow. When I was there full time, yes, she was doing every single view down of the animes. Holy shit. She, she worked mad hours, man, like <clears throat> till midnight almost every night. She was crazy. I don't know how she did it. Okay, so we talked. Would you say yeah. X? So she must have had a deep passion for it. Oh, yeah, she does. And like that company is all. It's a lot of Japanese people too, so they're very passionate about it and stuff. Yeah, and their culture—it's a, it's a well, yeah, too. like the yeah. whole company is run like a Japanese culture style, which is really cool. I've never experienced anything like that, and it was really interesting to get to like see that kind of difference, especially coming from Brilliance, which was very, as we were talking earlier, vanilla. You can't do anything. Mm. Mm. You had to just be like mind your p's and q's, you know. Yeah, definitely different from going from an audio book to audio with a with the visual included and trying to line everything up. That's yeah, that's a, that's a night and day difference. I I definitely enjoyed the story about mommy because I feel and that was her name, right? It was mommy. Yeah, mommy. Yeah, um, mommy. Because we were talking about developers uh, just the other day. And the fact that the word developers, people always assume it's like this huge team of people and anything that you do like, oh, you know, we got an audio team. Sometimes the audio team is really just two dudes in a room. Yeah, man. Working yeah. fast as hell. Like we say developers like, um, you know, when games break, like, you know, this didn't work or this didn't work. It's literally just like maybe Earl and, and Jeff and Earl and Jeff is working together. <laughs> to get these fixes done like that's it is yeah, there man. is no team and it's because the, the the company um is trying to you know make as much money as they can without paying a bunch of people out um yeah and that's kind of how they ran things there too like 
we have a lot of freelance engineers because obviously we're freelance, so we book out a lot and like, or we're just not available for them. But their actual company is probably less than fifty people total on staff there. Damn, it's very very small. Like, it's a lot of work. I was working some grueling hours there, but I mean, I learned so much. Like, I thought I was a good engineer coming out of Brilliance and doing a lot of t- recording for two years. And then I went there and realized that I wasn't shit. I was just some average <laughs> Joe once again. Yeah. yeah, it was it was kind of like it was humbling in a way, like kind of put me down back in my place. I'm like, oh, I do need to keep working at this. There's a lot more I can learn, especially in this side of it. Like they're just looking for different things. They hear different things. Um, one of the first things that I remember was. I don't know if you remember this, Corey, but like those clicks, unless they were like huge clicks in people's voices, they didn't really care about it. They're just like, just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. If you hear, if you hear a click in video game stuff and you don't edit that shit out, you are getting bitched at. Like you don't want to hear anything. It has to be the cleanest delivery. There are a few exceptions that we have, but if you're doing like more of a role playing game where the the character's kind of presence is more I don't know, like a drunkard or something. You know what I mean? He kind of has that slurry kind of tone and talking way to mm-hmm. him. Then that's kind of okay. But if you're just giving delivering lines, you have to clean it up so good. The editing is way more intense in that. I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't imagine, yeah. man. Each individual I, line yeah. like that. That's yeah. I had to basically retrain my engineers, my engineers. Yeah, my retrain my ears. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because I remember they gave me a first one of the first projects to work on just as an intern. She's like, here, edit these. And I did it just quick. And I'm like, ah, these sound good. Gave it back to the person who's training me. She's like, click, 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 pop. Oh, you guys hear a lot more. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay. So I just started listening to stuff and like, you just, yeah, it was just like retraining your ears to hear things that you've kind of blocked out for two years because you're Nobody else really cared about it. Damn. That's nuts, man. I couldn't imagine that because we, it was already tedious enough doing an audio book that was 10 hours long and trying to do it. But actually paying yeah. attention to each individual line as a whole would, oh, would, gnarly, man. would have to be crazy. And Xavier, I can't even equate the amount of patience that takes to anything that you do, let's say, in business. I don't know if you have anything tedious that you do, but just imagine that shit times 10, like going because people can't control how spit lands in their mouth and how their lips move and how their lips clap together maybe they drank some water before they said something and that'll fuck you up like i just can't explain it to you man it's 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 infuriating like uh there's tips and tricks you can do to get people not to click as much um green apple um green apples is the big one there's yeah. green apples in every single one of their studios yeah, which is crazy. Okay, so t- tell us about that because that's that's a crazy thing that I didn't know about when I first got into audiobooks. Why the green yeah, I apple? Didn't either. I don't know the like whole theory behind it. There's just some kind of there's some sort of substance in a green apple that when you eat it, it just like I don't know if it lubricates your mouth better or what, but it it honestly does. It makes a huge difference if our actors are getting crazy clicky with their mouth i'm like hey do you just take a bite of a green apple and like swish some water around your mouth and it's like almost gone it's kind of insane so i'm not sure i'm no scientist you know i'm just a button pusher <laughs> so 
I'm I don't know. This. That's great. <laughs> I just knew. I just know they do work. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, um, I'm kicking it back to you, X. Um, hearing about some of this stuff, man. Is there anything that you want to hear about in terms of uh, animes, video games from the developer side? From Jason? Um, not really. I guess I was just gonna say because I know you were saying that when you started working here, you started paying attention to anime a little bit more. So I mean, did you actually start to dive into the different animes since you actually were working on them? The one I really got into was uh, I didn't get to record it, but Kill a Kill. I really enjoyed that one. Mm. That was a really good series, and they like all the actors knocked it out of the park. And then my first anime, I just showed up to work one day, and an engineer called out, and I walk in, and they're like, "You need to record today. We don't have an engineer." And this is like my first time. I've never done it. I've sat in on a few sessions and watched them, but have never done it by myself. And they're like, all right, well, here's your shot. And I went in there and I got to do Seven Deadly Sins, which is a, really, is a really cool project because that was Bang Zoom's first Netflix original that they got. So it was a big project for us. We did like eight languages in that one, too. It was crazy. Holy shit. And yeah, so my first anime ever that I got to record was a Netflix original, which is pretty pretty fucking awesome yeah, I, that's dope that's a good that's a good anime show as well i like i like that series it was really good the director killed it we had some shitty writing on it again but he just on the spot would rewrite all these lines and it made a huge difference like i can't even explain it like i wish i could show you i like had the script in front of me so i could tell you the lines we had and the ones we used because it, it was night and day the difference and it was one of those same things where we're watching it back in preview and we're like there's no way this line's going to work it's way way too long and so we're basically we almost rewrote every single line in that show i would say it was real close damn those were those were some long grueling sessions but it was totally worth it it it, it turned out so good and i really enjoyed that one damn man seven deadly sins was my shit Leon, yeah, right? was that was leonidas that's a good one dude <laughs> what it was and, and what was it? meliotis meliotis, meliotis. Yeah. oh meliotis. man that it was, was good, lit man. i loved belly that character dude he was so funny <laughs> just we were dying laughing in these sessions too that's the other good part is like you kind of like you gain like a connection with these characters especially when you're building them up from the beginning with the actors and the directors you kind of like you feel like you're actually a part of this show now so you gain a connection with these characters and like, oh man, we just had some blast of a days in there, even though they were long. Damn. That's crazy, man. That is yeah, that's, absolutely that's, crazy. That's insane. You need to work on something like that. Because they're killing it right now, man, with the with yeah, the dude. Netflix originals. And yeah. the anime shows are actually really good. Seven. Yeah, that that was a good one. And I think uh the Ajin, the the uh Demi Human dropped around the same time too. That was it another is. good one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I don't think they did that one. The mm. only one I know of, I left shortly after we finished that one. That was yeah, just Seven Deadly Sins is the only one I can think of. But I know they have gotten other stuff past that. Thanos are a really good company that do excellent. They do excellent work. There's no doubt about it. They got a group, a great group of people over there. And so what? Um, 
since we're talking about what you've done, what video games, I know the answer to this, but what video games have you done um, while you were at Bang Zoom? So I don't even, like my big ones, there's this fighting game called Ace Combat. I did a lot of work on that. It's like a, they did a virtual reality style of it too, So you, which was insane. Like I don't know how they, you're just going to be in a jet pilot, I guess, and flying around with this thing on, and you can, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work, but it's pretty cool. Uh, what okay. else? Didn't you do, you did, um, what's I the did name? Friday the 13th. That was an, I'm trying to like, I was what? trying to look up. Yeah, the new Friday the 13th game where you're Jason walking around murdering everybody at the campground. Oh, shit, the one we've been talking about. Oh, my oh, neck, what? That's crazy. I did, I did a lot of work. I did a lot of the editing on that one. I didn't do too much of the recording, but it, almost all of the editing. And, yeah, that was a gnarly one because the weirdest what character to edit was Jason's mom. Because my name is Jason, and she's talking <laughs> to me essentially saying... Jason, you know what they did to mommy. Kill them. And this weird demonic shit. And I'm like, dude, if my brain was susceptible susceptible to these types of things, I could go into a weird, dark place right now. <laughs> that was the weirdest one to edit for me. <laughs> oh, shit. That's crazy. That that yeah. game, that game right now. She has like that, uh, that like deer in the hair light. Look when she's uh, saying it, you know, she's like staring out, her eyes get really big. Yeah. And I mean, even editing, because I'm editing a bunch of kills too. I'm just editing all the characters that Jason murders, and they're like, Jason, he's killing everyone. And I'm like, No, I'm not. I'm just editing your voice. Shut <laughs> up. Yo, that's tight. Oh, that's so tight, man. Friday the 13th is an amazing game. So that's crazy. You got yeah, to edit I that up. I haven't played it yet, but. Yeah, I did have to do a lot of editing on that one. Do you do you now, real, the, uh, the big one the big one I guess was the unless you want to continue on Friday the thirteenth. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Which was the other one? Uh that Transformer game. We didn't do any of the like dialogue or lines in the game, but we did all the cutscenes for that game. We got delivered all the lines, but we got to do all the sound design of that Transformer video game that came out. That was Transformers Devastation? Yeah, I think it was Devastation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. That was really fun because, I mean, we just got to do sound design on a video game, which was awesome for all of us. Yeah, it was a cool one. We also did the Ninja Turtle. The same company did a Ninja Turtles one, too, and we got to do that. I recorded some of the Foley for that one, which Foley is just like, to explain, it's like cloth movements and like, footsteps and stuff like that is fully stuff that you don't really put a sound effect to small details yeah like the small details like a clothing rustle or like Mm -hmm. leather if he's wearing a leather jacket you got a little leather stretching you know Mm. see and for those who don't know about um foldy work or adr work like that's that's the stuff that makes the movies and the games what they are um and that's an art craft in itself. Just like solo, like you wouldn't solo through an entire song because it wouldn't sound good. Like there's places to solo. There's places where you need to cut back on guitars. Or if you're drawing a picture, there's certain places where you want to put accent colors and things like that. It's the same exact thing, but from a sound standpoint. 
to where you are literally crafting this world based upon um, what you feel should be there. Um, and in the case of, of certain games, um, there is no real sound for it. So, like, let's say you were, you were, there was a blocking move in a Ninja Turtles game and it, it hits off the shell. We don't know what that would sound like because we've never had giant turtles before getting hit with huge shurikens. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's like, what would that sound like? Well, the shuriken is metal, so there might be a little metal in there. Uh, maybe like a piece of hollow wood might be what a shell would sound like. Or yeah. if you wanted it to sound stronger than that, you could do like something like hitting a, a metal wall or something like that and use that for Foley as the shell sound. Um, it's a, it's yeah, a very interesting thing. Yeah, you basically just take a bunch of props and make a sound. Because you don't have... Footsteps is the best way to like kind of explain why there's Foley. If you have a sound effect of a footstep it's going to start to sound very, very repetitive, which you don't want because then it's going to sound fake. We want it to sound as real as possible, so we go in a room, we set up some microphones, and say they're walking on concrete and there's like water on the ground in the scene. We'll put some water on concrete and we'll put on boots if they have boots, shoes, or if they're barefoot, and we'll just start walking right along with the scene. We'll watch it down once and then we'll hit record and we'll just start walking so you get the like the subtle variances of an actual walk and you try to make it sound not so repetitive and like it's actually happening there at the scene. Mm. See, and I know Xavier, I know you've, you've been in this position before back in the day where we played like games like Resident Evil where you can tell they're using a sound effect and it keeps mm. triggering and triggering and triggering mm. and you're like, it's just the same sound effect. It gives it Assassin's almost... Creed does that. Yes, it sounds like they're swimming. They're swimming is like the same three sounds over and over. Oh my lord. Yo, don't get me on Assassin's Creed right now because I'm I'm <laughs> the whole cast of the game from the gamers podcast is currently upset with Ubisoft and their their effort in putting out those games. But yeah, that repetitive sound shit is not I don't I don't like that. So that's cool that you get to yeah. do that. The question that I was um, going to ask you before was um, in doing these sound effects, like you say you haven't played the game yet. And I'm, won I'm wondering, is that because you did so much work on the game already that it kind of deters you from wanting to go play it? So do you feel like uh, because you worked on it, you're kind of like, ah, I don't really feel like playing this. I've seen it enough. No, nah, it's not that. I don't think it's that. I'm honestly, it's honestly just a busy thing for me. Like I, I used to be a hardcore gamer, especially all through college. That's like all I would do and put my time into is <coughs> playing guitar. And now I be, I work, I just work a lot, you know, so mm. I don't get to play as much as I want to. So I have my few games that I like really like, and I can play when I have actual time and I just stick to them because it's hard for me to get invested into a new game because I want to just sit down and play that game and try to beat it and get through the entire thing right and so i can take there's sometimes i don't get to play a game for like months at a time i just get so swamped with everything so it's really yeah, just a time sucks, factor man i definitely know how that is yeah you know <laughs> what i mean it's just it happens i work there's a lot of times where i'm working seven days a week so like where do you fit in time to just game yeah. you're just i'm just it's like you're exhausted at the end of the day so it's not like i don't want to I just don't have the energy to sit there and put my time into that. Yeah. Yeah. I play mostly weekends or like uh or the days we do the podcast. I might get yeah. like maybe two days in, but most of the time it's just like the day we do the podcast. 
Yeah, yeah. See, I don't even get weekends because I work in the sports world, so my weekends are like fucked too. Oh yeah, y'all work pretty much whenever. Weekends, holidays. See you later. <laughs> Yo, speaking of which, um, and I don't I, again, I don't want to take too much of your time, but speaking of which, in terms of the of the of the sports, so after Bang Zoom, you then moved into Fox Sports One. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us what you've been doing there because I, I heard through you you had told me that you had a chance to to go up underneath Misha Tate's shirt. Was it who was it? Did you want underneath their uh, shirt? Oh, I, I met Misha Tate. Um, I didn't go get to go up under. Did uh, I? I thought. Did you, I mic her? No, it was. I the, might have mic'd her once. She's been on the show a couple times. That sounds so bad. <laughs> Yeah, so wait, well, wait, wait, explain best, that. Explain that first. Well, best, all right, all right. I need to y'all both like, were like, he's like, I need to walk into Fox Sports or... 1 and we just put our hands up their shirt. You know, that's what we do. <laughs> 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 Don't give us that bad of a rap. Um, no, we, so I'm a stage audio guy is my main gig there. So stage audio, say for in the sports world, you have a halftime segment coming on and they come to a studio and you have the guys sitting at the desks and there's a microphone on them. And they have their earpieces in so they can hear directors and producers. I'm the person that handles all of that. I'm making sure that sometimes we hide the mics. Other times it's clipped on them. I'm just the person out there to making sure that that is all working and going to our main mixers without any issues. So the whole up the shirt thing. With women, you have to go up the front of their shirt because most of the time you got to put it right. We want the mic right below their mouth, kind of right in the middle. So you have to go up their shirt. Some women don't like you to do it. So I always ask them, I'm like, hey, if you're more comfortable, you can do this. But I have to bring the mic right up the middle of your shirt. I can do it or you can whatever it was, whatever makes you more comfortable. Most of our ch- women there, they're cool with you just doing it. Just don't be a fucking creep and rope them and take a bunch of time like, oh, I can't find my way up there. <laughs> Weird. There's something blocking me from getting up there. I wonder what those are. Um, nope, that's not it. So you just, yeah, I get it. You get used to doing yeah. it every day, so you're like, "Hey, I touch, oh, I touch boobs every day. It's not a big deal." Yeah, I've not. I got to mic up a chick in a bikini on Friday, so that was probably my best one yet. That was pretty interesting. What was the point? What was the point? Man, yeah, I was about to say, she what, needed what? a mic. She's a, it was a pilot, and like this comedian dude was out there, and he said, "How do I forget? I wasn't really paying attention to the actual show, but he said something about perfect ten, and these two chicks in a bikini step out on the stage. One of them delivers a line that says, "Did somebody say perfect tens?" And then just stands there, looking all doing her pose with her titties out and in a bathing suit. <laughs> I had to put a microphone on her because they had to pick up that line. So I got to <laughs> mic up a chick wearing a fucking bikini. Okay. Yo, Rough my life man. making money out here, dude. <laughs> <life>. <laughs> Yo, this is why Jason is the homie, man. Oh, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> Monday through Friday. It's a, um, it's, a tough, it's a tough gig, but somebody has to do it. And I'm glad I got that opportunity, too. That's dope. So with the Fox Sports thing, you you end up actually getting a chance to like check out a lot of athletes. Like I remember you hitting me up and saying when the Conor McGregor and Mayweather thing was going on that those guys actually were in the studio with you. They didn't come in the studio. They actually we did the we did our studio show from Fox, but they did their like live event from the Staples Center downtown. So mm. I didn't get to actually meet them. I wish I would have because 
you know, I like Connor. He's an arrogant asshole, but you know, he just plays to his strength and like that's his whole tactic for the fighting world. I don't I don't think he's actually like that off camera. He's just doing it for to build up, you know. Just entertainment. Entertainment, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I was super stoked on that. I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna be Conor McGregor and he never came in. Shit. Damn, man. Damn. I, I met like I met Kenny Florian, Daniel Cormier. God, who's the guy who just got beat by GSP? Bishop? Uh, Bisbing. Bisbing? Ye- yes. Michael, I should know Michael that. Bisbing? I think that was it. Yes. I think that yeah, was it. I think it. it was too. So I met a, I met some cool dudes there. And they're all, man, I'm telling you, we have great talent there. They're all cool dudes and like super chill. So it's a real fun gig. It really is. And you just get to talk sports and whatever else with these guys all day. And they just... They know so much about whatever sport they're talking about. It's fascinating talking to them. Mm. That's crazy. And you said you you got not to get back to the creepy aspect of it, but you said you yeah, mic'd oh. up the real the real hot chick who does the reporter chick. Um, you had me Shit. check out her Instagram. What was her name? Do you remember her name? I mean, we got a lot. Oh man, this dude. He lives in LA. He lives in LA, man. God damn. I didn't even know it was like that. If it's like that, I need to come through. If you're not even remembering which one I'm talking about, that's crazy, man. man. That's Tom, crazy. The women at Fox are just beautiful women. <laughs> I'm, I get it, though, man. You're doing your job, you're being professional. And, yeah, uh, that's all, just, all it comes down to. Yeah. They're you, gorgeous women, and like, just don't creep them out because as soon as you do. You're out of there, man. You'll get no more opportunities. That's happened a lot of times. It's happened to dudes who just either they just don't care and like they're lazy, or they say something that creeps a woman out and then you're done. So you just got to be professional about it. I try to make them feel as comfortable as possible, and I kind of talk to them so they don't know that I'm basically all up in their business. Mm-hmm. And I've had a I've had a few of them say, "Oh, you already mic'd me? I didn't even realize you were doing it." And I'm like, "Exactly. That's how I want it to be." Right. Should be quick. In yeah, and out. Get in in and out and you're done, man. Just get it done with. Get it over with. Damn, man. I need to come out to LA for real. Um just just to cause we Dude. need to we need to get my career on point to where I could be, you know what I'm saying, working for Tell Fox you, man. and Bang Zoom and shit, man. I'm trying to get uh, step my level up. I'm busting ass out here. I'm trying to build a little empire and then you you just like I said, you can step right into it once I get it going. That's my whole plan. I just want to hook homies up. Word I don't want to work up. with people I don't like. I feel you on that. We're going to talk about that off air. Um, but just moving to um, the one last thing I got to ask you about since you've been in the video game world. You play video games. You've done audio for video games. Um, Xavier, the topic that we had uh, just recently on episode 20, um, do you want to lay that down real quick and ask him, ask him his thoughts? Oh, about the Battlefield 2? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure you know the, the backstory by now. I know that Disney CEO uh, Bob Engler, or I think it's I-G-N-E-R, something like that. But yeah. I know he contacted EA, and he was basically like, hey, kill it, scratch it. He's like, you guys are making us look bad. You guys are bringing our, bringing our brand down. So, of course, yeah. due to all the backlash, they're changing it. So, I mean, does that make you not even want to buy EA games anymore? I mean, me personally, I haven't supported them in a while, so outside of battlefield one but yeah not all of them i actually 
I like FIFA. We my roommate just bought that one, so I guess technically I didn't put in for it. So that works for me. <laughs> but this new, this whole pay sixty bucks for a game, and then I got a you can give more advantages to people because they're buying shit. That's kind of whack. I can understand like if you want some cool gear that's not giving you any advantage to another player. Sure, you can charge for some shit like that. But when you're giving a tactical advantage to players who are putting money into the game versus people who just want to go in and have fun and play this game, like that's not cool, dude. We paid 60 bucks for this game. I'm not trying to spend 4,000 more dollars so I can be the best person in this game. Right. When you kind of have to, when other people are going to fall into this trap and do this, it, it just makes the games lame. It should be even playing ground. Like I understand if somebody's a higher level than you or just way better than you at the game and beating you. That's cool. But the advantage of paying for their other stuff, that's just, I'm not cool with that. I will probably not be buying Battlefront 2 just because of that reason. Yeah. I was all about it too because it looks cool as shit. It looks cool. But it, just because of that reason, I'm like, nah, I'm not supporting you on that end. Yeah, that's, that's weird, right? So it's like they're handing you just like the basics pretty much. Yeah. And if you really want, yeah. like, the real shit, you got to pay X amount of dollars. But then that's forcing you, like, even in Battlefield 1, like, you can buy all of the weapon unlocks for each class for, like, 10 bucks a piece. But that means that on top of the 60 that I pay for the game, that I can't invest it in every class. So now I got to pick and choose what yeah, I want to exactly. be good at. Whereas I could be good at a few things, but I don't have the money. So Exactly. And I just, I read this thing on Reddit the other day. I sent it to my buddy too. Unlocking and ev everything in Battlefront 2 requires 4,528 hours or $2,100 $2, to get it all. That's crazy. And like, that's the stat we gave on the, on the last episode. How crazy is that? That's nuts. That's insane. Dude, I have, I played Battlefield 1, the new, the new one, the World War 2 or World War 1 one that mm -hmm. just came out a while ago. Mm-hmm. I have played that so much, and I would guess I'm maybe at 30 hours. To go 4,528 hours, I would never get that in a lifetime. You'll have a life. Who has that, yeah, who has that <laughs> much time to put in a game and unlock shit? And I'm sure as hell not giving you $2,100 on top of the 60 I already paid. No. No. You know what I'm going to spend on $2,100 on? A badass piece of audio gear that's going to make me money. Yeah, exactly. something productive. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's the new wave right now. I mean, as we've been saying on the podcast, a lot of games are like being half made. You pay sixty dollars, and then six months from now, they'll give you the full game yeah. after you pay all this fucking DLC. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, it's just not cool. It's going to like the mobile way, and that's I never got into mobile games either. It's like, oh, you can either pay five dollars to do this, or you can wait twenty four hours. I'm out. Done yeah. with this game. <laughs> Done with this. I'm waiting 24 hours so my building can reach its maximum capacity. No. Fuck you. Done. <laughs> yo, yo, that's actually becoming very popular now. Um, I hate it. And the one thing good that I see in it, because we play Warframe and Warframe is like that. Like some items mm. are super rare and you have to cook them pretty much. And yeah. it since first of all, Warframe is free, the game itself, and the game is fucking dope. Yeah. 
but you pay for the things in the game. But still, just the base base game is dope as shit. And you can have access to all yeah. the items, but you can spend money to speed up the process. Um, yeah. So, like, cooking, cooking a weapon might take 12 hours. And I think they do that so people don't... Um, I think there's a sense of... Um, not wanting people to kill themselves over playing these games like physically like you should take a break and and yeah, i think I, that's kind of what that does at times like yo this is gonna cook in 12 hours you you probably took put it down yeah put it, put down, it down for down. a minute go eat some food maybe go outside do something that standpoint i like that standpoint i've never heard anybody make that argument about it so i actually that's a good one i think i think part of that goes into that but also there is like you're saying a monetary game to it like yo but if you want to speed it up like nah yeah dog i don't want to speed it up more money (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) i will pay you 60 dollars and let me play the full fucking game i'm with it i'm i'm old school okay i'm going back to n64 fuck all of these things yeah it's word up Word up. <laughs> so my question, I guess the reason in bringing this up to you specifically was because uh, we we always say the term, and I said this before, we talk about developers, but clearly you had to do huge chunks of video games and anime by yourself. So, mm-hmm. I mean, when you talk I mean, about $60 each person and you sell a million copies, like, are you even seeing any of those residuals on that not me i don't get anything and like even bang zoom doesn't get anything and i've seen a game literally we did the king's quest series at bang zoom and that was original animation style like they came in with a script there was nothing done in the game yet and they recorded lines brought all the actors in took them and then if they needed to bring them back in later after they like got the characters and got everything done then we had to re-record them again. So I've I've been in there from like the ground floor of video games before. Damn. And we don't we don't I don't I don't think Bang Zoom ever saw any of that, but I could be wrong. We get free copies of the game though, which is so, cool that we just so have. your company was just basically like an outside vendor that was hired. Yeah, they just yeah. paid. Like I don't know their rates. I don't know how they figure all that out, but they would probably just pay us a lump sum for. Yep. So many hours recorded and everything, like studio use, and that's how we would get paid. So we didn't get anything, but most of the companies did give us a free copy of the game in the end. We had a couple copies sitting around the our studio, and you could just take it home, check it out for however long you wanted to, and then bring it back. It was cool. We got the same thing with animes. We always had copies, and we just had a closet full of like everything we did, and you could take it home and watch it, play it, whatever you wanted to do, and then bring it back. Damn. Damn. You know how they go, Corey. All the big companies do that. It's kind of like uh, like the brand managers for Nike and stuff. You know, you get to try all the products and stuff, but I mean, you're not getting a kickback for you know you increasing the market share. But just like, yeah. hey, you got free products. Happy. Yeah, right, right. And you guys got paid, and you're gonna get a free copy of the game, and that's it. Exactly. And I'm gonna do an interview um, with Brian um, Watkins. He's agreed yeah, to yeah. do one, and uh, just I guess to preface that, Brian also worked at Amazon with us, um, and Xavier, you'll get a chance to meet him too. He worked he's on at, EA. He's at EA. Yep, at EA now, so mm-hmm. that'll be a good one. Yeah, might be a great one. Yeah, so he's at yeah, EA. He, did, what, he just did Madden, right? He did Madden. He did Madden Story Mode. Um, 
and he's an amazing. His resume is amazing. Not to downplay Jason, oh, but he taught dude. you a lot of what you dude, know. Yeah, yeah. He hooked me up when I was moving out here because he was always doing that um, just freelance film stuff, and he started letting me do dialogue edits for him. And I like I was so appreciative that they let me do that just so I could like see the workflow kind of happening. And like it was. I mean, I fucked up the first time I did it, and I went back and redid it all for him because he's like, no, I'll do it like this. And I'm like, okay, cool. I had no problem doing that. Mm-hmm. It's my first time. I didn't know what the hell he really wanted. He kind of explained it, and I thought I understood, and I came back, and he's like, oh, no, not like this. And then he showed me what he meant. I was like, oh, okay. This makes sense now. So super appreciated of that dude. And his his resume is insane. He has an IMDb that scrolls forever. It's crazy. Yeah. That guy has done so many work, so much work. He was out in LA and then moved to Michigan. And that's where we all linked up. And now he's down in what, Florida or something? I think so. Yeah. He's in he's in Florida doing the EA yeah. stuff. So we'll have to ask him about that Battlefront 2 bullshit. Yeah. That story mode though, that's pretty cool. I didn't play the I didn't play the NFL one, but the FIFA one is pretty badass. You just get to do a lot of cool shit in there and it kind of makes you feel like you really are immersed into this one character and you have like leeway to do what you want and negotiate your contracts and mm-hmm. stuff like that and you do press interviews so it's pretty that shit's pretty cool i have no problem with ea and their sports game other than nhl they fuck nhl up every single year trey's favorite game. <laughs> that's trey's game fuck, <laughs> fuck that game i haven't bought it since like 15 or 16 just because it every year it's the same fucking game it's same exact and they're like oh the jerseys move a little better when they're skating oh great that's what i wanted <laughs> Jersey movement. <laughs> yeah. You have a game like FIFA, and then you come at me with NHL. You can't even like, you can't do anything in NHL. There's no customization in it at all. It's like you can pick these four faces. Damn. And that's it. Yeah. It's, it's like they did with NBA Live. Yeah, it's super lame. Wow. But they just there's FIFA has a huge market that spans the entire world. The NHL is such a smaller market. Same with NBA. It's not a huge market, so they just don't put a lot of time in those games. Like NFL and FIFA get all the money. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Like hockey isn't like uh, Yeah, it's just not big enough. It, it's re- it's I, I would say it's loca- it's based on location. Like Grand Rapids it was it's huge. Very, it's very northern. Up north. Up north yeah. America. It's a nor yeah. a northern yeah. game. Near Canada. Mm-hmm. Near Canada border. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me being from Michigan. I was basically I've I've been on skate since I was like six, so it's kind of the same thing for me. I've been playing that game since like Sega Genesis. I've been playing those NHL games. Damn. Which they got rid of our hockey con, so. Damn. Yeah. Well, well, yo, I appreciate you uh appreciate you rocking with us, man. Um this is this is uh this has been dope, man. We really appreciate you. Um Yeah, I'm glad I could help. Yeah, man. Before we um, before we get off off mic with you, um, do you have anything you want to shout out? Any social medias? Any any you know your website? Anything like that? Where can people like connect with you? I mean, you can check me out on Instagram. I don't do a lot of my like all my stuff is just so based within studios that I don't really have a website or anything. But I'm at at J Freebie on Instagram. You can catch up on all my like shenanigans and sometimes I'm recording bands and put it up there. Bands are like my little side thing I do when I have time. So that's cool. And it's at J A Y F R E E B I E. Dope. 
dope, man. And, well, go and one thing, mm-hmm. if you're trying to get into the video game world or anime world, I cannot express enough how Isotope has saved my life. <laughs> oh, get Isotope if you're going into this business. Everybody uses it. It's the biggest lifesaver ever. Yo. The best three, four hundred bucks, whatever it is that you will ever spend. That's good. We didn't talk about the technical side, but that is a that is a very good point. I know Xavier, you lost right now, but Isotope yeah. is a piece of software that uh, was built by pretty much wizards and um, voodoo. Yeah, no, it's it's voodoo magic. Like it does. I have it. I use it on the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Like if if somebody has a, like a lot of mouth clicks, um, you can you can scan the audio and get rid of them. If the audio clips out and someone peeks out and it distorts, you can get rid of that. Like it's nuts yeah it's nuts they man. got everything up to like they have deplosive now they have ambience reduction d reverb there's everything it's it's an amazing project and it saved it's can save a lot of things that almost sound unsalvageable yes yes very amazing man very good learn a lot today guys thank you yeah no problem yeah man appreciate no, we, you we like to dig into this <laughs> I love this stuff, man. I really do. I'm a I'm a little bit of a gearhead and nerd with the audio stuff. I just really like getting new things and dinking around with them. I'm the same exact way, so I can't even I can't even front yeah. on you, man. So we definitely appreciate right. having you on, man. This has been this has been great. Um, this episode, I feel like it's going to be amazing. Um, Jason, much appreciated. I'm bowing to you right now, Japanese anime <laughs> style. Um, thank hey. you for, for coming on, good sir. Hey, appreciate you guys having me. I really do. I'm glad I can make it interesting. For sure, <laughs> man. You definitely did. Even though you, you used some big words, I actually knew what you guys were saying, so it's 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 fine. Word. <laughs> 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 big, big studio engineer, audio engineer words, but hey, it's all good. But yeah, man. Yeah, man. Keep, up, keep up the work, man. Keep up the grind out there, man. You know I will. I'm trying to I'm trying to build that empire, I'm telling you. I'll have one going eventually. <laughs>